Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Monday, October 2nd, 2023. This is edition number 168 of season 8. We're still looking at the Westminster Confession of Faith. We're getting very close to the end of this season, of which then I will take a rather extensive break, six weeks or so. Um, Season 9 will begin on December 6th. And I will begin um, a series, a season, uh, through the book of Deuteronomy. One chapter a day until we get to the end of that book. But today we are in chapter 30 of the Westminster Confession of Faith. We begin this chapter of Church Censures. We'll take up paragraph number one. Let's pray together. Our Father, as we come to your word again, we come with hope and prayer and trust that you will guide and direct us as your spirit who has written these things might help us. We thank you for this document that helps us understand your word better. We pray that you would now guide and direct us. And may you help us, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, we begin chapter number 30. It has four paragraphs in it. It's the subject dealing with matters of church censures. And so let's take up paragraph number one, which states the Lord Jesus as king and head of his church, hath therein appointed a government in the hand of church officers distinct from the civil magistrate. Now, this is important to note that in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is in fact a government. The Westminster Confession stops short of identifying a specific government uh, within the life of the church. It does not specify that uh, Presbyterianism or, or some other system should be necessarily employed. I am a Presbyterian. I believe the Bible emphatically teaches that system of government, but it also distinguishes itself from the civil magistrate, which we noted in chapter 23. Now, what we need to note right away here is how the confession states up front in this matter pertaining to church censures that the king ahead of the church is not your elders or your pastor, but it is in fact the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So it's under his authority and his rule over his church, that he appoints various people, that is called, they are called church officers, uh, to exercise or to serve on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ into the lives and minds and hearts of his people uh, within the church itself. And so, in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, we note that Christ is in fact going to be um, the head of a government, the head of his church. We read there of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. But of course, we have the officers of the church as well. Those two offices are the office of elder and the office of of deacon. The elder in the Presbyterian Church in America has two different classes. We have the class of ruling elder and we have the class of teaching elder. I'm a teaching elder and I serve alongside my brothers on the session as ruling elders. These offices are open to men only. These are not given to the women of the church, that is to say the deacon, or in fact the elder or the pastor as the case may be. But these offices are distinct from the civil magistrate. I do not have authority or rule or any other thing within the realm of the civil government. I can vote 
as a citizen of the United States, I can write my congressmen, I can write my senators, I can do those things, but I do not have any authority over the citizens of the civil realm. But I do, as an elder in the church, I do have authority, I carry authority, that authority given to me by the Lord Jesus Christ into his church. Now, in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, we note very, very specifically that Christ, uh, upon ascending to his Father, gave gifts to men. And those gifts that he gave are the officers of his church, that they might be guided, that his people might be guided and directed by those men that Christ calls and ordains into this office. And so this opening paragraph is really preparatory for the rest of what's going to be said in this chapter, but it's important to note that Jesus Christ is the king ahead of the church. It's not given to any man. It is given to the God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. But in his divine will, he has appointed particular officers to govern and rule his church, and um, they carry with them the authority of Christ insofar as they're faithful to what Jesus Christ has indeed said. Well, I trust these times are helpful. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Tuesday edition, when we look at paragraph number two, may the Lord help you today. May you walk according to his ways. God bless.